The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's up, Bills Master? I'm Fernando Shimuji, that's your lead in the charge. And today I'm going to talk about Allen versus Mahomes, Bills versus Chiefs, Buffalo Bills 2023 awards, and a little bit more. Feel free to interact via the YouTube comment section, and I will I'll gladly answer all your questions. Hit that like button, subscribe to Buffalo Rumblings channel, and be aware of all Bills news and all Bills content created by Buffalo Rumblings, especially for you, Bills Mafia. So this episode is also available via Spot- Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the main podcast aggregators. And so, without further ado, let's start talking some Bills. And in today's show, I, I want to start with the a tweet from a week ago that uh kind of went viral yes i'm a a a small fish you know so having over 1000 likes and a lot of uh retweets it's already some some uh it's already a tweet that went viral for me for my person sorry if i'm i'm not the biggest uh content creator in twitter and i don't have the be the, the beast rich with my tweets but for for my perspective for for the the amount of tweets that the likes that i get from my tweets this one went viral about bills and chiefs Mahomes versus island and a lot of people especially on the chiefs fan base when uh, felt disrespected or felt mad about my take uh comparing Allen and Mahomes. Uh, other Bills fans obviously didn't agree as well. And I want to start talking, Bills Mafia, about uh, takes on Twitter or everywhere that we don't agree. And the, the, I don't think it's needed sometimes to act so poorly towards it, right? So I can understand when we watch people like Acho, people like Ryan Clark, people who obviously have an agenda against Josh Allen, for example, talking a lot of nonsense, and it's on TV, on, on big uh, big time companies like ESPN, and well, they they reach to a lot of people, and it's pretty obvious that they, they act differently towards different players, and they kind of have an agenda against Josh Allen, and I can understand Bill's Mafia getting mad at them, I get mad at them as well, but I will simply hit the unfollow button or, or the mute button and, or or change the channel on my TV. I won't really uh, feel the need to say bad things to those guys. Or After all, they are entitled to, the, to their own opinions and, and it's all good at the end of the day. But some people really want to get offensive on, on different opinions, even uh, between us, Bill's Mafia. Sometimes we don't agree on a take on McDermott, on a take on Josh Allen, on a take on Stefan Diggs or any of our players, coaches or team situation. But it's all good. At the end of the day, all of us, we can have our own opinions. None of us are always right. And I feel like we 
we can respect each other opinions we can at least consider their opinions uh, we can listen to their to the why do you have this opinion right and then evaluate if it makes sense for you or not and, and go forward i've already changed my mind on some subjects when discussing with people smarter than me talking about the bills about some players coaches and i could see from the, their perspective and and change my mind on some subjects otherwise i i believe i could change other people's perspectives on some of my takes as well so it's fun it's part of the, the game it's part of being uh, a fan of a team and evaluating uh players understanding more the game and evaluating the process and i feel like all of, of all of us can grow this way and getting offensive we just uh getting the unnecessary internet fights and unnecessary online uh bad mouthing and and we can't grow from there so i plead here so bills mafia can start uh obviously there are a lot of great people on on social media that you can have really really great conversations and and out of us sometimes we aren't on bad days and can act poorly towards each other so but let's take it easy chill and and understand each other opinions and you always have the right to disagree you always can agree to disagree and move forward so talking about my tweet let me put it on the screen so that's the tweet that went viral for my my uh perspective or or the number of retweets and likes that i normally get and it says josh allen clearly is the only quarterback that not not only can go toe-to-toe -to -toe versus mahomes but cannot play him in the playoffs unfortunately he gets nowhere near as much help not from his weapons nor from his offensive line or d and definitely not from his head coach versus andy reed depressing hashtag bills mafia so 69k views 1.2k likes 115 retweets and 133 comments it's a lot for for what i used to get i don't tweet for likes or retweets and it was a simple comment that i made on january 28 after the bills chiefs game and a lot of interaction though towards this tweet uh with all the interaction that i got there i decided to to check and to dive deep on some of those games those bills and and chiefs battles those allen versus mahomes battles and with all the comments some great comments out there others not so much i could uh rethink about it and and evaluate it and and come to the content from this for this show so i hope you enjoy and feel free as i i always tell so you can interact and comment in the comment section on youtube or even on buffalo rumblings message board so uh first place nowadays people have or it's not only nowadays i i feel like it's been for a long time like this people tend to to confuse players matchups against teams matchups right because the last time i checked we're not talking about tennis or we we're not talking about boxing or mma or we're not talking about any of those sports we're talking about a team sport we're actually talking about the ultimate team sport in football all right you have 53 players on the roster we have multiple coaches you have 11 starters on offense 11 starters on defense more specialists playing special teams you have the backups that enter the rotation you rotate a lot those 11 guys on both sides so that's the reason i can't accept winning as a quarterback stat i know a lot of people have it as winning as a quarterback stat i really believe yes the quarterback is the player that maybe has the most impact on those wins of all those players that i already mentioned on the roster but quarterbacks can't solely win games okay 
And it's very hard for them to solidly lose games as well. They need minimal help to win games and they need uh, to have zero help at all to be able to, to lose game by themselves. So with that in mind, I feel like my tweet makes sense because if we compare the games between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes along the years, those last five years, you can see a lot of parity in their, in their uh, performances against each other. And one thing that has been common for the Chiefs to have the, the most success in the playoffs where they are 3-0 and against the Bills, despite the overall 4-3 record against the Bills in these last five years, is that Mahomes has had more help. I think it's undeniable. Everybody who's watched those games can see it. I'm not taking anything away from Patrick Mahomes, and I want to make it clear in this show. I will talk about Josh, I will talk about Mahomes, and I will talk even a little bit about Joe Burrow. All of them are great quarterbacks. All of them, they are the top three quarterbacks in the league. Maybe Lamar Jackson can can be near them, but I feel like he's fourth. I feel like Mahomes and Allen are on another level, even against Joe Burrow. And I'll talk a little bit more about it. But when I made that comment, saying that Josh is the only quarterback that not only can go toe-to-toe versus Mahomes, but can outplay him in the playoffs. Especially Chiefs fans, they were mad at me and saying, Josh never outplayed Mahomes in his career. Why he can't get a dub if he outplayed Mahomes? And I come to this situation where people confuse Bills versus Chiefs with Mahomes versus Allen. Josh Allen has done everything possible to beat Mahomes, and he's beaten Mahomes in regular season, and he's played well enough to beat Mahomes in the playoffs. And the reason he hasn't beaten Mahomes in the playoffs yet isn't his play. It's the play around him. It's the coaching around him. And again, when I say coaching around him, and I know people who follow me, people who have watched leading the Chargers, yes, Sometimes I can be very critical on, on Sean McDermott. But when I, I, I tell you that McDermott loses a battle to Andy Reid, it's not always negative only on Sean McDermott. And it's also positive on Andy Reid. That's a, a, a great offensive-minded coach. Maybe the best play caller, offensive play caller in the history of the game, maybe. He's up there, certainly. So when I say that we lost at the coaching battle on those matchups. I I can't even consider it a, a hit on, on McDermott sometimes. Yes, I, I hold against him the 13 seconds maybe, or or I didn't like the fake punt call, but it could have worked. Uh, even if it worked, I wouldn't have liked it. I feel like if you felt you can't stop the Chiefs and you gotta get be got to get aggressive there, Give another opportunity to your franchise quarterback to get those four yards and not a, a, a gimmick call. So, but it's not even uh, holding anything against McDermott. It's praise for Andy Reid, who's been awesome. And it's also a little bit of lucky involved because I always tell that on obviously the Bills and Chiefs aren't, uh, uh, they aren't. Um, a matchup in the in the division. It's not a divisional matchup where people know each other very well for playing twice a year. But it has become this kind of matchup because the Bills and Chiefs have, have faced each other twice a year, almost every year in the last five years, just not last year, right? And I spoke a lot of years here, sorry. But McDermott has been a little bit unlucky because if we, we check the, the matchups and we check the, the scoreboards, the Bills have, play, have had plenty of success against those Chiefs. But unfortunately, and why did I bring the, the divisional matchups? Because I always tell how it's difficult to beat 
other good coaches twice a year because they they're gonna adjust. And if you want the game, you don't need to adjust much because you want to adjust something that's working. But if you lost the game, you will search for for some answers. You search for some some new wrinkles so you can get the best the best of your opponent in the next time. And that happens a lot. And that's the reason uh, the, the the dynasty Patriots lost some games to the Bills and lost some games to the Dolphins to the Jets because it's a chess match. And every time your opponent's gonna come with a new a new plan, they were gonna check something that worked against you from other team and try to to do the same thing. So it's hard to beat good coaches twice in a row. And to McDermott's uh, support, right? He's been able to 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 beat Andy Reid. Unfortunately and unluckily, always his answer game is in the next regular season, and we're gonna have it again next season with the, the Chiefs coming to Buffalo in regular season, and probably McDermott having some new answers for for the last for the latest plan that Andy really used and worked against the Bills in these playoffs. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. So, Bills Mafia, hit that like button, subscribe to Buffalo Rumblings, and support our work here. So, McDermott has been unlucky with this, and 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 but he's had some some answers, and he's had success after losses against the Chiefs. He's had success winning the next games. Unfortunately, it's always regular season game, and then it's Andy Reid's turn to adjust and come with something new and to be able to beat the Bills in the playoffs. That's unfortunate for the Bills. But one thing in common, in, on all Bills' losses in the playoffs, or especially in the, the most famous two, or the, mo- the, the two that hurt the most, the 13 seconds game and, and this latest game, Josh Allen played amazing football. He's certainly playing well enough to win those games. And you can make a case that he outplayed Mahomes, leading the Bills to wins, unfortunately being let down by his teammates or, or the coaching or the play around him, right? Or, or everything around him. And I have here, and I will throw on the screen, the uh, stat news, the, those Bills Chiefs matchups in the last five years, right? And, if, and for, for especially for Chiefs fans that, think Josh never outplayed Mahomes, okay? And I said in the playoffs, so let's bring the playoff matchups, right? The Bills and the Chiefs, all Chiefs wins. The Chiefs beat the Bills 38-24, January 24th. And in this game, Josh Allen had uh, completed 28 of 48 Passes 287 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, and run seven times for 88 yards. Being the Bills' leading rusher, with the second lead rusher, 
Devin Singletary, six carries for just 17 yards. So, again, Josh Allen was the entire Bills offense, throwing in, rushing, right? He had help from Paul Business and Paul Diggs with seven and six receptions, respectively, but no touchdowns. And Mahomes had a great game. 29 out of 38, 325 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, um, run the ball five times for five yards, and he had plenty of help from Tyreek Hill with nine catches for 172 yards, and Travis Kelsey with 13 receptions for 118 yards, two touchdowns. So you can tell Mahomes outplayed Josh here. Yes, sure. But Josh played a pretty good game here, right? But unfortunately, not enough to to be able to compete with the powerhouse Chiefs and this powerhouse offense with Mahomes, Kelsey, and Hill. Okay, 1-0 Mahomes. Let's go to the next game, and that's the, the 42-36, 13 seconds game. So here is the first game that I I will tell you. Josh outplayed Mahomes here. Josh completed 27 of 37 passes, 319, sorry, 329 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. And again, he was the Bills' leading rusher, carrying the ball 11 times for 68 yards. Devin Singletary carried the ball 10 times for 26 yards. All right? Big game by Gabe Davis, eight receptions, 201 yards on 10 targets, four touchdowns. This was important with six receptions. Diggs didn't have a big game, right? And okay, but he he was responsible to drawing some attention and allowing Gabe Davis to win his matchups one-on-one. Mahomes had more yards than Allen on he completed 33 or 44 passes, 378 yards, and three touchdowns, right? He also led the team in, in uh, running the ball here. Seven carries for 69 yards, but uh, Edward Zillier had, had seven carries to six yards, so it was balanced, and he had more carries from Jarek McKinnon with 10 carries and 24 yards. So Mahomes was responsible for less than 50% of the 182 yards that the Chiefs uh, got on the ground. Josh Allen had 68 of 109 yards the Bills got on the ground. Jo uh, Patrick Mahomes also had an extra possession in the overtime. Josh didn't have an, uh, an opportunity to, to answer that ex extra po possession for Mahomes. So Mahomes would have ended the game with less yards than Josh Allen throwing here in he would end the game in regulation with just two touchdowns instead of Allen's four touchdowns on regulation. All that needed to happen to, to Josh clearly having outplayed Mahomes here, all that the Bills, all that Josh Allen needed to, so the world could recognize that he outplayed Mahomes in this 13 seconds game was Harrison Butker missing for from 49 yards. At the end of the regulation, all that Josh Allen needed was the defense getting a stop or at least not allowing the Chiefs to drive the distance and to get in field goal range where they played extremely soft and scared by McDermott, by Frazier. And that's something McDermott finally seems to have figured out this year, playing more aggressive late in the games against Dolphins, against the, the Chiefs during regular season. But back in the back in time, he was still that that scared guy late in games, just like he was more recently, the last time against the Eagles, and then he adjusted. So all Josh Allen needed as help there was one stop, his defense not allowing them to get in field, field goal range in 13 seconds, and or 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 Harrison Butker missing a 49-year field goal as the game time expired. So if Butker misses that field goal, Josh Allen clearly outplayed Mahomes on that game. Clearly, with two more touchdowns, with more rushing yards, with more passing yards. Those are facts, right? But Butker missed, uh, hit that field goal. We know 
who won the coin toss and Mahomes could do his part, win the game. Again, nothing against Mahomes. He's awesome. Absolutely. But Josh is capable and he has already outplayed Mahomes in the playoffs. This 13 seconds game uh, is proof of that. It's not enough. Let's go to the latest matchup. Chiefs 27, Bills 24. And here, for me, it's pretty clear what I always talk about Allen and Mahomes and their matchups, right? Um, so, Chiefs 27-24, player stats. And yes, Patrick Mahomes drilled for 215 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, no sacks. He runs six times for 19 yards, right? And he had his best player, Travis Kelsey, playing great with five receptions on six targets, 75 yards, two touchdowns. Josh Allen had less yards throwing the ball. He threw 39 times, completed 26 of them, 186 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions, zero sacks. Josh Allen also run the ball 12 times for 72 yards. And guess what? He was again the team's leading rusher. This time, James Cook ran 18 times for 61 yards. Ty Johnson uh, was able to put up 40 yards on the ground. And, and Josh Allen finally could run, be responsible for less than 50% of the Bills' ground yards on this game. The Bills got 182 ground yards, and Josh was responsible for 72 of them. What's be, not being told about this game is that, unlike Kelsey, Stephon Diggs, the Bills' elite target, had just three receptions for 21 yards, zero touchdowns in, on eight targets. And Stephon Diggs dropped a 65-yard bomb. And you could add 65 yards and maybe another score to Josh Allen here. Okay? If Diggs plays at the level he's supposed to play, make the, makes the play that he's supposed to, to make, right? Um, other than that, yes, Kincaid played well. Shakir played well. And obviously, Diggs dropped this attention and allowed them to get more opportunities. But Trent Sherfield had one reception for seven yards on three targets, and the other two targets were two drops. And one, it one was really difficult, another bomb. He did what he could, but he couldn't make that clash, that catch, diving catch. Difficult one. But the other one was the same catch that Valdis Cantling made. Contested catch, deep ball, fade throw, and Scantling was able to haul it in, right? And Sheffield wasn't. So, again, did Josh Allen outplay Mahomes in this game? Maybe not. Maybe they played in the same level. Maybe if Diggs does his part, we could be talking about he clearly outplaying Mahomes. If Bass hits that field goal, the game, it's game, zone, it, the game is on. If Dawkins hold that block a little bit more, Josh Allen has one more touchdown to, to Shakir here. So, again... Just like Butker was able to hit that field goal late in the game in the 13 seconds game, unfortunately, Bass wasn't able to do so. Just like Mahomes' offensive line gives, the, gives him all day long against the Bills, every game, and again, in the latest, this latest game, the Bills' offensive line was a non-factor. Unfortunately, uh, Dawkins wasn't able to hold down Chris Jones on that that play of the game moment for, for Jones. Otherwise, Josh could have hit Shakir on, in the end zone and, and it's a uh, potential game-winning score. So, my point with the tweet, and I will bring it and I will throw it on the screen yet again. Again, let me read it again. Josh Allen clearly is the only quarterback that not only can go toe-to-toe -to -toe versus Mahomes, but can outplay him in the playoffs. Unfortunately, he gets nowhere near as much help, not from his weapons, nor from his offensive line or D, and definitely not from his head coach versus Andy Reid, the pressing. My point of this tweet is, in the three playoff games against Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen definitely went toe-to-toe -to -toe against him every single time. Mahomes 
had the best game in the first one. In the last two, clearly Josh could have, he outplayed Mahomes in the regulation in the 13 seconds game. And he could have outplayed Mahomes in this last game. If his, if people against him, uh, sorry, if people around him had elevated the games in the right time, just like people around Mahomes have done with Kelsey, with all this Kentling, with uh, his offensive line. So, yes, Josh Allen has been let down by his coaches, by his teammates sometimes, by his go-to guys. And that's really, really disappointing, in my opinion, because the narratives are Mahomes owns Allen in the playoffs. Mahomes is on a tier above Allen, and Mahomes is uh, totally on a total different level. And I can't disagree more because I feel like Josh has done everything possible. But he's simply one guy. He's the quarterback. He's in the team. It clearly has been the Chiefs have gotten the best out of the Bills on those situations. The Chiefs have been better as a franchise, as a team. They have figured out the Bills from their losses in the regular season. They have been able to beat them in the playoffs, playing their best football in the right time. And the Bills, they have been able to get to give Andrews and to play well against Kansas City and beat them in the regular season. But unfortunately, they haven't been well prepared enough to have answers during the games, in the postseasons, and they have lost to the Chiefs. And again, the Bills have lost to the Chiefs. Josh Allen haven't. He haven't lost to... Uh, he hasn't lost the games to, to Mahomes. He has definitely the top the last two, definitely not. He has played well enough to win those games, more than enough to win those games. And unfortunately, circumstances around him uh, have cost those games. Otherwise, people would be wouldn't be able to go with those fake narratives about oh, Mahomes owns Josh in the playoffs. So, to close down um, this point and move on to awards, I just want to make some comments on, on some of the comments about that tweet and Joe Burrow and these, these, those narratives on players that, oh, he wasn't able to win it all. He wasn't able to win the Super Bowl. So, the other one is better because he won more Super Bowls and Again, we're talking about teams. We're not talking about tennis players, right? So, Joe Burrow had some good games against the Chiefs. Yes, I checked it here. I obviously don't follow the Chiefs uh, and the, the Bengals as close as I follow the Bills. But the last time Joe Burrow played against the Chiefs, let me throw it on the screen as well. The last time Burrow played against the Chiefs, the Chiefs beat the Bengals 25 to 17. And Joe Burrow, oh, sorry, my bad. Uh, I'm talking about this season, the season's game. Let me bring the, the last playoffs game because this one Burrow wasn't part of it. But the last time Burrow played the Chiefs, it was January 29, 2023, Sunday, uh, Chiefs. 23 Bengals 20 playoffs, right? Uh, Burrow threw for 270 yards, completing 26 or 41 passes, one touchdown, two interceptions, five sacks, four runs for 30 yards. Burrow didn't have a good run game in this game. Joe Mixon ran for only 19 yards, Pirine for 22. And the results were cleared. Burrow with the worst game. Josh Allen didn't have any game as bad as this Joe Burrow elimination game against the Chiefs, right? Uh, so, for me, it's not like Burrow can't go toe-to-toe -to -toe against Mahomes. He went, he beat Mahomes sometimes in the playoffs, right? But I feel like Mahomes have, he has more help 
than Josh Allen. I feel like Andy Reid is a better head coach than Sean McDermott. And again, nothing against McDermott on that. It's difficult to find a better head coach than Andy Reid, especially talking offense. That's what supports their quarterback. So uh, with the way Reid is an offensive mind, he certainly contributes so much from Patrick Mahomes' success with his schemes, right? Travis Kelsey has been a better weapon by playoff times than Stefan Diggs. Again, we're talking about the, the playoff record is of touchdown catches, right? Surpassing Jerry Rice. So, yes, we want to see more from Diggs there, but nothing against him not being better than Kelsey. Mahomes' offensive line has played better than the Bills' offensive line, Josh's offensive line, even being able to hold more than Bills' offensive line, if we're being honest, right? But yes, Mahomes has had better protection, and Allen has to run for his life more often. Mahomes has had more help from his offensive line in his run game as well, not needing to be the run game himself. And we know that Josh Allen is more often than not the main Bills rusher in those games. So, Mahomes has had way more help, even if you feel like he's outplayed Allen on some of toe-to-toe games that I just showed you. Allen has had more, uh, way more to do. He has less help. He's done more with less. In, in my opinion, he's outplayed Mahomes in the last two games. And in the bare minimum, he's being toe-to-toe with him, right? So, why I'm talking about this comparison Mahomes and Allen if I was talking about Burrow? Because Burrow has had even more help, in my opinion, than Mahomes. We're talking about a guy that has two, two top-notch wide receivers in, in Chase and Higgins, a really good chain mover in Boyd in the third wide receiver. He's had a great running back in mix on the run game, complementing a good defense. So I feel like Burrow is the guy who needs more around him to succeed. And we've seen Browning this season keeping the Bengals competitive. And let's be honest, if not by the by Burrow's bad first few four weeks where he was, he had his cough injured, but he was a major factor on the Bengals playing poorly and losing the four first weeks of the season. Maybe Browning would be able to to would have been able to lead that Bengals to the playoffs this season. So I can't put Burrow in the same level. I I respect who, people who puts him there, but I feel he's behind Josh, right? And I can understand Chiefs fans having Mahomes on a totally different level because he won Super Bowls and they are winning the games against the Bills and and I can understand them. Having Mahomes over Allen, I can't understand them getting mad on the comparison because if you watch the games and you know a little bit about ball, you can see that Josh, he has to do a lot. He's asked to do a lot, passing, rushing the ball, and playing for a, a defense that has let him down in the playoffs. And yes, some Chiefs fans brought in that, oh, Mahomes... Uh, smoked some number one ranked Bills defense. Yes, that's exactly something that I hold against McDermott, the way that they played soft against those Chiefs in the past. I can tell it about this last game because, unfortunately, they were missing a lot of pieces. Yeah, but in the 13 seconds game, it was a totally letdown by the defense against the Chiefs team. And they were a great offense, obviously. They had Hill, Kelsey, Mahomes is awesome. Still, you want your defensive mind head coach being able to at least stop that offense or slow them down and not allow a field goal to tie the game late in the game with 13 seconds left, bare minimum. The impact that Reed makes on the offensive side of the ball for Mahomes, you expect McDermott to make on the defensive side of the ball for Allen and the Bills, right? And I honestly feel that Spags has been... More decisive, more decisive than McDermott on those games, right? So what nullifies the advantage of having a defensive head coach if the opposing defensive coordinator can be as good or better than you when it matters the most? So Allen uh, definitely 
needs more help, but we can ask him to do way more. Checking his playoff stats, he's been awesome. And again, showing on the screen so you can visualize it. Josh Allen played poorly against the Bengals and against Burrow, and that's why I get Bengals fans bringing Burrow into the conversation. But again, it's not just the Allen versus Burrow, it's Bills versus Bengals, right? And the Bills were totally outmatched by the Bengals in that game in the playoffs. But Josh had two runs in 2021. Nobody had a bad, better run than that. And you can't find uh, you can't find a better performance even by by Mahomes, who's been awesome in the playoffs, right? Josh Allen in 2021 in two games, nine touchdowns, zero interceptions, right? And I, we're not even talking about the, the rushing stats. Then he had a bad 22 year where he threw three touchdowns, three interceptions, right? And again in 2023, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Josh Allen went to the playoffs six times and three of them he had no interceptions at all, right? So Josh Allen has been different in the playoffs. Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow in the playoffs has nowhere near that success. Allen, 21 touchdowns, four interceptions in 10 games. Burrow, seven games, nine, nine touchdowns, four interceptions. So, Burrow isn't at the same level by playoff times when it mattered the most. And then Mahomes is awesome, obviously, with 17 games, 39 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Awesome, awesome. Definitely awesome. But you still can't take one postseason run that was better than Josh 2021. And that's why I really feel Josh is in the same level. He just needs more help around him. Everywhere around him. That's my point. And I feel like I could give you some of the reasons from my tweet, for my tweet, and why I really I really believe 17 uh, could outplay Mahomes. I really believe he's asking to do more with less. I really believe uh, I wouldn't trade him for Mahomes. No, never would do that, all right? And I trust him to lead the Bills going forward. I hope people can help him more. I hope he can continue to play at this insane level by playoffs time and and lead the Bills to a, a Super Bowl. But he needs help. People got to stop confusing uh, player performances with team performances, in, especially in football team games. If you look even at basketball, where you have five starters, right? And in in, at max by playoff times, eight, nine men rotation. Allen Iverson in the early 2000s led a, a Philadelphia 76ers team to, uh, to the finals against the powerhouse Los Angeles Lakers led by Kobe and Czech. And Allen Iverson played the entire season over 40 minutes per game. He was the leading scorer, the, the, the NBA's scoring champ right and around him he had a group of role players guys that played hard played good defense but or or even uh veterans like mutombo but always a defensive guy right and he led those role players that defensive team with him as the only threat on offense right he led the team to the finals and he couldn't win against the lakers because obviously we're talking about a team sport, but it's just five on five plus three or four rotational guys. And the Lakers were the, the best team, and they had two superstars in Czech and Kobe, and it was too much for Allen Iverson by himself, leading role players to overcome and to and, and, and win it all. And Allen Iverson finished his career without a ring. Do I respect him less because of that? Do I believe he was less of a player because he couldn't win? No doubt, I, I, no doubt, I will never disrespect him because of that. Actually, I totally respect Alan Iverson for not going the easy route, for not trying to win it easy, to not going. He, he, okay, he was traded to the Nuggets later and played alongside young Carmelo Anthony, but he never tried to build a super team. He took his teammates that he had and took them all the way, led them all the way. He led those Sixers teams every year with 
without other superstars. And he tried to win being the main guy, and, and unfortunately, he couldn't. Just like Stockton, Stockton and Malone couldn't uh, win against MJ and, and the Bulls. And they couldn't, but they were the guys, and they tried hard, and they were Hall of Fame guys, right? And unfortunately, they couldn't, but they were good enough to do so. Unfortunately, they couldn't, and they never went the easy way, the easy route to do so, right? Um, still on this line of thinking, if Norwood hits a field goal, Gene Kelly is a, a Super Bowl winning quarterback. So, because Norwood misses a field goal, it makes Kelly lesser of a quarterback? Definitely not. So, in my mind, Gene Kelly can't, in any comparison to Dan Marino, to Steve Young, to, to John Elway, you can't say, oh, but Kelly never won a Super Bowl. The Bills never won a Super Bowl. He he led the team there. He obviously he had help from from all those guys, great teams. But man, they were in position to win at least one, and unfortunately, a missed kick cost them. Right, just like the missed kick cost Josh in the last game, just like a, a kick that wasn't missed by Butker. Gave Mahomes another opportunity and he took advantage of it because he's also he is an awesome player. I just can't uh, judge players differently. And Kurt Warner recently told something about that. Uh, leaving the field on his Super Bowls where he's one and three, having his team in position to win, and it was out of his hands to be able to win those games from that point on, and and it wasn't on him. So you can't put one and three on Warner because. He, he did enough to win that game, those games, right? So I can't make Kelly lesser of a quarterback because he couldn't win a Super Bowl. I, I, I think like, I feel like he put the Bills in position to win and a, bad, a better kick there and you win a Super Bowl. I can't uh, judge Josh for not getting the Bills passed through those Chiefs in the last three playoffs because he's done enough. Unfortunately, the around him hasn't been good enough. And the same way I can't put on, on Allen Iverson, he never won uh, the finals or an NBA title because he faced a better team. He lost to a better team. He didn't lose a one-on-one matchup against Kobe or against Czech or against anybody else. So I, I feel like this on this subject. And feel free to comment why do you agree disagree. It will be a pleasure to discuss with you in the on the YouTube comment section. So, Bills Mafia, hit that like button, subscribe to Buffalo Rumblings YouTube channel, follow us on Twitter, follow at Fernando Shimudi on Twitter, and let me know in the comment section your opinions on this. Josh versus Mahomes, Bills versus Chiefs, how much people have made winning a quarterback stat and, and how they have treated quarterbacks as tennis players, boxers, MMA fighters instead of the teams and, and team games. So, Mafia, the last part of this show, 15 minutes to close it out, and I want to talk about the Bills Awards for this year for 2023 and I will start by we're talking Allen and I will start with the MVP award and I will tell you and describe what those awards mean to me right because nowadays it seems people don't even know what's the meaning of those awards for some people the MVP of this season is the, the best quarterback on the best team for others is the guy the best player in the league and but nobody have a a, a description uh, they they can't know for sure what's the meaning of those awards nowadays right and i wish the league came out and and made the description for every award so voters can uh try to understand it better and vote more consciously on on what it's supposed to mean right so mvp for me the most valuable player on the team the team the player that if you take out of that team that team probably would implode 
they wouldn't be able to be as good as they are with him nowhere near as good as they are they are without him um and the bills mvp the guy that makes the most difference in this team no no doubt in my mind it's josh allen for the same reasons i i had defending my take of having him over Mahomes, he's asking to do a lot on this team and yes he makes mistakes and look i'm not uh, the ultimate josh allen fanboy that will defend him no matter what i didn't want him pre-draft i didn't like him as a prospect i didn't believe he would be able to succeed yes i was wrong thank god and now i really love the guy as a leader as a man as a quarterback and i i feel like he's the right guy to lead the bills to a super bowl no doubts in my mind with that said and one thing that Mahomes has on josh is consistency and he's consistently better than josh in regular season despite josh being able to be very consistent in the playoffs playing at an awesome level so josh had bad games this season he was the reason and the main factor in the bills loss in week one versus the jets forcing passes having unnecessary turnovers and he still needs to clean it up and i feel like he's able to do so because he's done so in the playoffs when it matters the most against tougher opponents so he can do that he will make mistakes everybody makes mistakes but he's the most valuable best player no doubt in my mind he you can take him away from this team and expect them to be a even an over 50 percent team in my opinion they must be able to be around there by gritty being gritty right in mcdermott leading uh potent uh regular season defense right but i feel like the offense would explode without josh because the bills struggle to run the ball without him he sometimes needs to be the leading rusher we've seen the bills trying to run the offense without josh in running the ball with dorsey early in the year and it wasn't pretty or it was good but not consistently good so josh is the mvp hands down offensive player of the year um a lot of people probably have james cook there right because james cook had a pro bowl season and and he was a uh 1000 yard rusher and he run he, he rushed for 1122 yards uh, at 4.7 yard per carry just two touchdowns three fumbles right and yes it was nice to see james cook up and coming but i still when i i pick the offensive player of the year obviously it would have been josh again just like as an mvp because josh is the most important player of this offense right so uh if you take him away of this offense they would implode in my opinion but i don't want to give another award for josh so the second best offensive player the second most important offensive player for the bills and despite the the second half of the season and the playoffs i still have stefan diggs as the offensive player of the year right he had a great half of the year uh the, the first half of the year was really good and he finished the year with 107 catches 1182 yards eight touchdowns to cooks two um cook had four more right six receiving passes but still Diggs, he's the go-to guy he draws all the attention he opens up things for others he had 107 targets and the second most target guy had 73 in kincaid who's another up and coming nice one but i feel like yes Diggs is still the offensive player of the year he wasn't the same Diggs as we've been used to he looked hurt sometimes he looked weird sometimes he had some weird drops that we're not used to see he took himself out of games sometimes he looked not happy uh, sometimes but he produced and he drew attention from opposing defenses and he was in my opinion the second most important player of this offense and and the offensive player of the year of the bills in terms of production and and in terms of importance defensive player of the year in my opinion the most important player on that defense side of the ball the player that if you take out the defense 
uh, is hurt the most, right? And this year, we had uh, we could see actually, unfortunately, in the most important game of the year, how much the Bills missed this guy, and that's my guy, Terrell Bernard, the guy that I told you he would be awesome, right? And he was even better than what I expected so quickly, and he was the Bills' defensive player of the year. It's awesome how he took command of this defense. How how he you could see since his day one as a starter, since week one, he was in command. He knew the defense. He just needed, you know, that pilot that just finished the course and with all the grades, and now he just needs experience uh, with real flights. And that was Bernard this year, and he became the leader of this defense, playing fast, playing aggressive, uh, making plays in coverage, making plays blitzing the quarterback, making plays against the run. He's not a perfect linebacker, all right? Uh, he's on the smaller side. Sometimes he can miss some tackles, but he's always around the ball. He can slow down uh, rushers so other people can finish those tackles. He can finish other people's tackles, right? He can cover in the middle of the field. He can position his teammates. So he's the heart and soul of this defense, nowadays and it will be great to have Milano back alongside him but that's the green dot guy and he's so important for this defense so Terrell Bernard the Bills defensive player of the year and I would be very very impressed if you don't see a C on his chest next season that's a Bills defensive captain for sure in my opinion and the leader of this defense uh offensive rookie of the year so for me, the rookie with the best performances and, and the most impressive rookie on the offensive side of the ball. And yes, Kincaid was impressive and he's growing, he's going the right direction. He already established himself as the second main weapon for Josh Allen, right? In the passing game behind Diggs. He was the second most target guy. And, and in the playoffs, he was the go-to guy even, right? But I can't put him over Torrance, right? I, uh, yes, offensive line is sometimes overlooked. It isn't pretty all the time. You don't notice offensive line guys when they are playing. We don't notice them so much when, are they, when they are doing their job. But when they don't do their job, we notice them a lot. So we don't notice Torrance so much. And that's why, because... That's because he's so solid. That's because he's being really rock solid in the middle of that line. And a second-round guy, a guy that fell to the second round for some reason, to come in to play all these snaps this season, right, uh, as a rookie, who, who isn't used to playing at the professional level against the studs week in and week out, right? Defensive tackle... Uh, the best defensive tackles in the league against the Eagles, against the Chiefs, Chris Jones, against Wilkerson, against all those guys. And to be able to do his job like he did, impressive stuff for, for from Torrance. And that's why he's my rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year. I don't have a defensive rookie of the year because Dorian Williams would win by default, right? So I have a defensive young player of the year instead. All right, and my defensive young player of the year is Christian Benford because yet again he could beat Elon, beat Dan Jackson, and he started the year as a, as a starter opposing opposing Trey Davis White, and he finished the year unfortunately hurt, but he was the starter opposing Russell Douglas, and that's a guy who we heard talks about moving him to safety maybe and came as a sixth rounder out of Villanova, a basketball college, not a football college. But he established, he's, got, he's gotten better year after year. He's physical, he can tackle well, and he established himself as a very good starter, at least in the Bills schemes, in the Bills defense. He is a very good starter. So he started to make more plays on the ball, I really like his all-round game, and I feel like he's trending up as well. Um, a little bit worried about his health, 
right? It's the second year in a row that he couldn't finish the year healthy, but he he deserves this this award as the young defensive young player of the year. Most improved, most improved player of the year. Khalil Shakir is my most improved guy. He started the year maybe behind Hardy in Sheffield with all the attention that Sheffield drew on, on the training camps. But Shakir started to, to, as the season went on, he his chemistry with Josh started to get better. And, and by playoff times, he finally established himself, in my opinion, as that slot guy that we haven't had since Cole Beasley left. So Shakir is trending in the right direction. I feel like he did enough to 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 deserve the opportunity to enter the next offseason as the slot guy, right? Go to slot guy, and and even in conversation to to get some to to get some number two snaps, right? At wide receiver, we don't know if the Bills will draft the number two. I hope so. Right, we don't know who's if the Bills are going to try to bring somebody as to be this boundary number two. But Shakir can play outside as well, so he he's trending the right direction, and I feel like we can trust him already as a dependable guy in this lot. Josh, as from the moment Josh started to use him more, he never let him down. So I I like where Shakir is trending right now. Um, Coach of the year, and I won't have an assistant coach of the year because obviously we only have one head coach. So the coach of the year candidates are McDermott, Dorsey, Brady, and then uh, the positional coaches, right? We just elevated Babbage to defensive coordinator now. And Babbage could have been a nice candidate here, in my opinion, because of the work with Terrell Bernard, even Tyrell Dodson, right? And and the guys needing to fill in all the injuries. Um, another, another possibility obviously would have been McDermott because the start of the year wasn't good. And it wasn't good, in my opinion, both sides as a head coach because the Bills weren't playing... Um, they weren't playing... Uh, good football, good complementary football, right? When the offense played well, the defense didn't play well, and the opposite was true. And then the, the special teams wasn't playing well all year long, and that's why Smiley isn't even into consideration, in my opinion, here. But McDermott could fix it. He fired Dorsey, he he elevated Brady. It made the, the offense get going, right? And... and he also was able to fix his fears late in games. He stopped playing soft. He got more aggressive on the defensive side of the ball to close out games. So he improved there. I feel like he didn't have a, a lot of answers for Andy Reid in the playoffs. I, I didn't like his game plan there. Yes, he missed a lot of guys, obviously. But the coach of the year is Brady, in my opinion. Joe Brady, coach of the year just elevated the, uh, the Bills offensive coordinator and not the interim anymore. And yes, I don't think Dorsey was as bad as people think. I don't think it was Dorsey's decision to not run Josh Allen. He didn't have the green light there to run Josh and Brady had this green light. But Brady did the most what he had. He was able to make the Bills offense dangerous running the ball the offensive line was physical playing for him um josh could run the ball as well he he wasn't perfect but he was very good in my opinion and i loved his game plan against the Kansas City chiefs a lot of people didn't like it i really liked it i feel like the bills could run the ball early establish the run game could make specs adjust and start to to play more aggressive against the run, what open opportunities downfield. I feel like he took a little bit too long to recognize that in the third quarter, but he had some shots play, some shot plays uh, there, and he called it. And unfortunately, 
the Bills wide receivers couldn't uh, catch those passes and, and make the Chiefs pay. But the game plan was there, and then he adjusted to to the Chiefs defense stopping stopping the run with some um, run pass options, some screen passes. Uh, I like the game plan. I, I I feel like the wide receivers weren't good enough to make the Chiefs pay downfield. But I'm really anxious to see what he's gonna do now with enough season, being able to to install his own playbook and and using what he likes from Dorsey playbook and how he's gonna deal with digs, how he's gonna use digs, how he's gonna use his new weapons that the Bills are are certainly bringing in. I'm anxious, curious to see, but in 2023, I feel like what he's done was really deserving to get the offensive coordinator job, and that's why he's my coach of the year. And to finish the disappointment of the year, one each side to close it down, I feel like Gabe Davis was the disappointing player of the year on offense. He was in nowhere near number two material, drops, uh, going invisible, um, a lot of the Josh Allen's interceptions and, and misses were miscommunication with Gabe Davis, a guy who was supposed to be on the same page with Allen with as much as he works hard and, and the time he's had in the in the Bills roster. So Gabe Davis was a letdown in my opinion and I honestly wish the best for the guy, but I hope he moves on in his career to another team. I hope somebody else pays him so the Bills can't bring him back. And on defense, Kair Elan. Yes, he hid his injury. He he didn't want to allow people to know he was having trouble with his uncle. And, and, and it cost him early in the year. He wasn't playing nowhere near the level we expect your former first-round pick at cornerback playing at that moment when he had some opportunities. He looked better after coming back from, from injury reserve. I feel like he had an up-and-down game against the Steelers, but overall, I felt like a good performance in making plays, interception, almost another interception. Even his his foul that looked bad, holding the wide receiver, it avoided a touchdown and gave him an opportunity to, to make a play in, in, in the next snap. So, I feel like he's capable still to recover, but for 2023 overall, he was my disappointing player of the year because I expected him to be able to play better this season, and unfortunately, it didn't happen. Hopefully, he can have a good offseason and he can come back this next season better prepared and, and have a better luck for, for his health so he can produce at the level we all expect. Bills Mafia, that's it for today. I really appreciate your taking your time, joining me on the Leading the Charge. Let me know if you agree or disagree to all my takes here. And it's always a blast to interact with you. It's always a blast to be part of the Buffer Wemblings team and to produce content for you. Hit that like button, subscribe, and I'll be back next Sunday with this, the Portuguese version of the Leading the Charge. And then next Friday again uh, in English, the content creation doesn't stop. Thank you so much. See you around. Go Bills.